to you live from Petoskey, Michigan. It's Northern Michigan's only live and local afternoon talk show, WMKT's Talk of the North. Something on your mind? Call our studio line at 866-371-1270 or connect on social media at Triple Talk WMKT on Facebook and X. Now, bringing you the latest news from the region, states, and around the country. Here's your host, Nick Rudy. Good afternoon, Northern Michigan. Welcome to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk. WMKT streaming online at WMKT. TheTalkStation.com. I'm Nick Rudy, your host. Happy Thursday. We are back to winter. Not too bad, though. Even if you were looking just a couple of hours ago, I uh, I mean, we have we still have strong winds right now, but the sun sun is out in Emma County. That's nice to see. Um, still, again, windy. The wind gusts kind of blowing uh, the, the snow in the most inconvenient places, like on your stoop or on the your back porch or basically on the roads is pretty much where it likes to blow. But uh, we've really only gotten like, I would probably say three inches around here in Emma County and Petoskey. Um, We did end up with uh, nearly a dozen school closures that must've been due to a little bit of black ice in the back roads or something. It did start snowing last night, but the temperatures never really got too, too low. I don't think they ever got underneath. Uh, 30 during the morning time. And so there might've been a little bit of a, you know, kind of wet slushy snow that did maybe just then freeze and a little bit of black ice that might've been and why they called off school a little bit. Because again, I, I th- I'm mean, an average of three inches of accumulation is, is more than, <laughs> than we're used to these days, but still compared to what we have normally a pretty light dusting. It's just Northern Michigan. I will likely have light on and off snow showers throughout the weekend. Um, that will have any more school closures after we made it through the reestablishment of snowy roads here during the winter time. Although I don't know, we weren't expecting the sunshine here. I, I would say that we probably won't have any more sunshine. It's definitely not calling for any partial sunshine at any point through the rest of the week, but we weren't really expecting it today either. So we'll see if we get lucky again over the next couple of days. Um, you know, and again, I've always maintained though, if it's going to be cold, it might as well snow. In some ways, it's better if it snows. It looks nicer. And when I get to my car in the morning, it's actually not as cold because, the, you know, like the snow insulates a little bit. So I'm just taking what I can get with the given situations. An interesting game from start to finish last night, even actually before starting the game for the Pistons. Isaiah Stewart, Beef Stew, center for the Pistons, who's not been playing due to an injured ankle, got into an altercation in the tunnel with one of the Suns players and uh, punched him in the face. He was arrested for assault and then released. We'll see if he actually gets, you know, charged and goes through like, you know, a court process. The Suns were very, very mad. And like, you get it. Like they defend their player and all this sort of stuff, but they issued a statement that was um, very more heated than usual. I'll say that. And uh, they plan on pressing charges and going through the full process. So no reports I saw that said the two players have had prior issues, like prior beef. Um, so the only connection that I really can think of is, is one Devin Booker, from grand rapids and comes to tigers and lions game sometimes. And our head coach, Monty Williams was the coach of the Suns previously, uh, but the Pistons, uh, got according to the NBA blown out by the Suns, one sixteen to one ten. That's kind of, kind of borderline to me. I think 20 points in the NBA might be a blowout, but 
the Pistons played a pretty poor game through three quarters. They were actually trailing by 30 entering the fourth quarter. That third quarter graphic at the end was hilarious. It's like 99 to 69. I'm like, come on guys. That's pathetic. Uh, but they cut that lead in half in the fourth. They only lost by 16 points. So maybe they can build on that for the next game. We'll be though without the Pistons for eight days as the NBA all-star break is upon us. Who knows? Maybe they will go. Actually, I don't even know what their record is. I think they've won eight games and lost somewhere around 52. Maybe they can go 52 and eight after the break, but we have eight days without Pistons basketball. We're going to be kind of in a sports desert. And, and if you look at the schedule for Michigan, Michigan state, at least once, I mean, one time during that time, they play each other. So there's, there's not two separate games. You only get one. And then, so you just have the Red Wings out here floating around as the only you know team that you would get to watch professionally. But the uh, speaking of the Spartans, they got a nice road win, held on late to beat Penn State 80-72. to Penn State's not a great team, but they're mid-tier, and the Spartans have struggled with consistency and playing on the road this season. So picking up a win was a good step for them. They're now 16-9 and on the season, fifth in the Big Ten, so kind of in the top third there. The next game is Michigan at Michigan State, as I mentioned. Uh, but this time, the game is in Ann Arbor, despite Michigan being abysmal this season, should make for a good game as Doug McDaniel will be able to play again. They like everyone Michigan plays better at home. They probably a little mad that they lost the first game against the Spartans by, I think it was like 16 points or something of that nature. So um, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. And then, like I said, the only pro team now playing for Michigan is now the Red Wings. They travel to Vancouver to play the Canucks at 10. They're coming off a really bad loss and in peril of losing their playoff spot. They're in that eighth seed there in their conference. They really need to focus on cleaning up that defense and goalie position. Alex Lyon got absolutely, uh, he was playing like he was a piece of Swiss cheese in the net. So they got to win those games when they score four goals. That was an eight to four loss. I think it was, yeah, yesterday night uh, to Edmonton. It was just ugly. But where is the cheapest gas in Northern Michigan? That's our trivia question again for today. Mancelona, Indian River, Sheboygan, or Bel Air. Mancelona, Indian River, Sheboygan, or Bel Air are your options. And you can participate on the trivia poll over on X at Triple Talk WMKT. My personal X account is at Nick Rudy. About the shooting at the Chiefs parade, this is one of those things that I see in the news. And, you know, sometimes these things... I just don't talk about because they happen elsewhere um, or you have to take a few days to process. I hate this whole you know, reaction to things immediately after it happens as if we have all of the facts and we still don't even have every single fact. We have a whole lot more than we did when people started mouthing off online and on TV and on the radio within the last 24 hours, 36 hours. Just a few observations, though, because most people say the exact same thing every single time that these things come out. Well, these are my observations about what was still said. So observation number one, uh, from political figures, the usual breed and usual suspects, to now sports figures like the ever-insufferable Mina Kimes, Rich Eisen, countless other ESPN hacks. Uh, the majority, not all, but the vast, vast majority of the posts on X, uh, they made about the shooting mention only how much they hate guns or how much they hate Republicans, how much they hate the Second Amendment loving Americans, how much they hate Fox News, how much they want gun control. 
And 95% of the posts from these individuals, not a single mention of how much they hate the three gunmen. Now, it came out that these people were in a dispute, and it appears that they were shooting at each other and at stray bullets and things of that nature, crossfire. Um, but again, not a single mention in most of the posts about the evil humans who did this. There were some, but most did not. And that should tell you all you need to know about this situation. I would vehemently disagree with them if they said, I hate the shooter, let's execute them. But then also, I hate current gun laws. They're, they aren't enough. But it makes arguing against them that much easier when they refuse to hold criminals liable as they have continued to do since the 1950s, 1960s. So thank you for showing us your true colors. Also, shootings and violence is cherry-picked. Don't get me started on the outrage machine comparison to what happened at Lakewood Church over the week uh, weekend because uh, really no one cared because it happened at a church, but also look at who the shooter was. It was a trans illegal immigrant immediately put down by two good guys with guns, but also the folks, especially in sports media, who work and live in these major metropolitan areas. I mean, folks who work for ESPN are, generally speaking, not going to be living in like Pelston, you know, or Indian River or places of that. They, they live in Chicago. They live in L.A. They live in New York. They live in Miami. And it's hilarious because they comment on things like this but never speak out against the crime in the inner cities. That is an absolute plague, uh, mostly because those who commit the crimes, but also because then they don't actually get to, because they'd have to do something about it and they don't want to, they just want to talk about it. So uh, let's review because I think it's important to do so that we highlight these things, the, these, these loud mouths all across the media trying to uh, grandstand on this issue when they refuse to literally look in their backyard. So a confrontation between two gang rival gangs led up to the Monday shooting inside the Bronx subway station that left one person dead and five injured, including two teenagers. New York police said gunfire erupted as a northbound number four train pulled into the Mount Eden station, uh, Eden probably station, subway station just after 4.30 p.m. New York City police chief of detectives Joseph Kenny said Tuesday. Um, and I'm just getting there's several examples uh, all from this week. Uh, Parada was one of the four people shot and killed in the southeast of Los Angeles County Sunday night and Monday night in a random murder spree, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department said after announcing the arrest of two suspects. The shooting deaths occurred within a five-mile radius in the space of a few hours in the cities of Huntington Park, Bell, Hude, and Los Angeles, according to homicide investigators. And then a 15-year-old boy from Ferndale is in critical condition after he was allegedly shot by a 15-year-old at a hotel in Southfield Sunday morning. The Southfield Police Department says at 8.42 a.m. on February 11th, officers and fire personnel were called to the Weston Hotel at 1500 Town Center after receiving a report of shots fired. When they arrived, they found the teen suffering from a single gunshot wound to the head. Minneapolis police are investigating a shooting at North Minneapolis that left a man dead early Wednesday. Police spokesman Sergeant Garrett Parton said the shooting happened just after 1 a.m., man died at scene near the intersection of West Broadway and Emerson Avenues North. So I say to all the folks, and that was just a few of them, and I gave you quite the scattering, West Coast, East Coast, and the South, in the North. I say to all the folks at ESPN and the mainstream media and the dimwits who regurgitate their talking points, one, your policies are horrible because look at Uvalde, look at this Kansas City parade where there's video footage in both where cops are just standing around, twiddling their fun, uh, thumbs, looking like buffoons, while citizens were tackling the folks with the guns 
Uh, and then secondarily, before you open your damn mouth to talk about select incidents chosen by your media lords, uh, take a look at the inner cities of the cities that you live in and the cities that you cover. What happens in these mass shootings happen every single day in major cities across America, five times the amount of people injured, five times the amount of people involved, but you don't want to talk about it. I wonder why. So just shut your mouth next time you want to talk about it because you have no clue what you're talking about. But back to our trivia question, where is the cheapest gas here in northern Michigan? Again, your answers, options are Mancelona, Indian River, Sheboygan, and Bel Air. The answer is Sheboygan, 319 a gallon. And today is the 15th of February. It is time for our famous birthday. Today we're wishing Chris Farley a happy birthday, the Saturday Night Live star who played Leading roles in such comedy films as Tommy Boy, Beverly Hills Ninja, and Black Sheep. He also played supporting roles in the films Wayne's World, Billy Madison, and Dirty Work. He was discovered by an SNL producer while a member of the Second City Theater in Chicago. Farley frequently collaborated with fellow cast members Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, Rob Schneider, and Dave, David Spade, among others. This group became to be known as the Bad Boys of SNL. Died at the age of 33 back in 1997. And here is a part of one of Farley's most famous sketches. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Now, I wonder, Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. Happy birthday to Chris Farley and all of our February 15th birthdays. We are going to take a quick break when we return. We have a lot of local news headed your way. Is a local city looking to take who decides the option of who decides the choice of who runs the elections away from voters? Funding for local road repairs is low for one local county, and I would suspect others as well. And ice on the Great Lakes is significantly lower than normal, significantly. We will get into those stories and many more coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Who is God? Pharaoh asked 3,500 years ago. Today, you and I might add, why should I listen to God? Who is God that I should pray to him? After all, I have modern problems. Who is God? Can he help me with my problems? If you'd like to know what God is like, what his dreams are for you, and what blessings he offers you, then join us, the First Baptist Church of Petoskey, every Sunday morning, live at 10 a.m. 
on WMKT, 1270 AM, 1023 and 1033 FM. Every Sunday, we'll see how everything in the book of Exodus answers Pharaoh's questions and yours. Join us as we learn together who God is and what he has to offer you. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails. Printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Cortez Flint Insurance and Financial Services with offices in Petoskey, East Jordan, Boyne City, Gaylord, and now Traverse City, and see if auto owners make sense for you. Dan Bongino. A lot of people want to oh, yeah, Dan, there's option C. He's a criminal and he's mentally incompetent. I agree. But from the Biden administration's perspective, they were never going to admit option C. They only had two options after the special counsel report. The only two options were Biden stole classified documents and doesn't remember. Therefore, we shouldn't prosecute him. Or Biden's got a great memory and is a criminal who stole classified documents. There is no option C for Biden. The Dan Bongino Show, weekdays at noon on Triple Talk WMKT. And now we return to your home for in-depth local news coverage. WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy, exclusively on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM WMKT, and streaming across the Wolverine State at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk WMKT, streaming online at WMKT, thetalkstation.com. Our phone number, 866-371-1270, 866-371-1270. If you'd like to chime in on what we've been talking about so far today, and also write us an email, wmktbusiness at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Facebook and X at Triple Talk WMKT. We're on Telegram too. Just type into your browser, t.me slash Triple Talk WMKT. Or again, our phone number, 866-371-1270. A dispute over who should be city clerk and how the city clerk should be selected is going on right now in Lake City. Mayor Craig Artis says, he has suspended Kenneth Johnston, a recently elected clerk, after he claims he was not doing he was not at any of the past seven council meetings and has not performed any of the duties as clerk 
Johnston contends that all of his responsibilities were taken away on day one, so he was unable to perform any of the normal duties of the clerk, but because the city told him he couldn't do anything, not doing anything was doing his job. That's what he claims. The city council has since appointed a new clerk, but Johnston says that was the plan all along, to get rid of him and appoint who they wanted to run the elections. Mayor Artis said on record, this quote, this is exactly why a city clerk should be appointed as, an, as opposed to elected, so people who are not qualified don't get elected. Johnston pointed out the city's efforts to change the law to have the council appoint a clerk instead of electing one. That got voted down by the people. But as it stands now, Johnston is out and the appointed clerk is in. This is something that we've actually seen kind of a growing thing around the region, around the state. There is uh, calls for those who can run for sheriff, which is a countywide elected position uh, for requirements now. You just can't, you know, have anyone run. And they have to be uh, a member of law enforcement prior and or um, credentialed in a certain way by a certain group of sheriffs. And so uh, some people are up in arms about that. But I feel like if you're uh, if you have an open election for people to, you know, vote for, you probably should be allowed for anyone of, you know, voting eligibility to be allowed to run. East Jordan High School student leaders are enlisting the help of woodworking students to renovate the Mill Street Park. They'll be building a new food donation box and painting the playground equipment this spring. They have $2,000 to work with to do that. News like this probably does not come as much of a surprise to you. Look at our roads. Look at the way they do look. Grand Traverse County Road Commission staff for warning county officials. They are at the precipice of a funding crisis. They say they do have the funding to maintain primary roads, but local road funding is lacking. Staff says there is around $5 million left over on their budget generally every year with which to make road improvements, but it costs $1 million to repair just one mile of road. The next step is the Road Commission staff visiting each township to discuss their projects and needs. From there, staff said the goal is to create a three- to five-year plan of improvements. I have a feeling that there's probably going to be requests for more than five miles of road from all the townships in Grand Traverse County every year. Businesses surrounding the oldest state park in the state, Interlochen State Park, they're preparing for a worst-case scenario as the popular campground will be closed for the vast majority of the summer. State officials recently announced plans to overhaul and upgrade the water and sewer system along, or among other items, closing the park as early as April and then until the fall. Some locals have urged the DNR to make the work between spring and so do it in the spring and then do it again in the fall and give them the busy summer season. State Representative John Roth spoke to us on this show about this project and said he's petitioned the DNR to finish the project by at least Labor Day. Get it done before Labor Day so folks can come up on Labor Day and kind of spend the Indian summer, at least, in northern Michigan and Interlochen State Park to help the local businesses. And now local officials and business owners have another concern on their plate on the calendar. US 31 is scheduled to be torn up in Green Lake Township next year, providing another reason for tourists to look elsewhere to avoid that and go somewhere else for their vacation. That Project, though, for the state park, it's $3.6 million that's going to be paid for by American Rescue Plan funding. The Michigan GOP has new leadership officially this week. The Republican National Committee formally recognized Pete Hoekstra as the Michigan GOP chair. This was done via an anonymous vote, a unanimous vote, rather, of the executive committee. Now, former chair Christina Caramo says she was never removed from the post and refuses to step down. She still controls the part in the main party's website and social media pages. She says she will fight the RNC's decision. 
She says she will only step down if a court intervenes, and conveniently, a hearing is scheduled in Kent County next week on a lawsuit from critics who are seeking to force Karamo to turn over party bank accounts, email, and social media, among other things. This debacle comes at a poor time as the state party is set to perform a rather complicated primary election. A full analysis of that process in the next segment. The state of Michigan is sending out checks, and uh, no, I'm not talking about tax refunds, although those too. This week, the state of the state began sending tax credit refund checks to roughly 700,000 lower-income Michigan residents. The checks, averaging about $550, are for those who qualified for the earned income tax credit in 2022. Those who qualify include a married couple with three kids. If they earn less than $59,000 combined, it also includes individuals who earned less than $16,500. The past 25 years, the Montessori School in Petoskey has partnered with the public schools of Petoskey. The district serves as the elementary guide's employer and allows students to be counted as Petoskey students and receive peer pupil funding from the state. But now that agreement is in danger of ending. The Montessori School says instead of the district retaining 20% of student enrollment payments, they want them now to only take 5%. Uh, District kind of balked at that idea, but they did sign it for one year. Uh, but they said this year's agreement will likely be the last one. The school board will be discussing the partnership with the Montessori school at their meeting tonight at 7. The Great Lakes are looking different than they usually do this time of year. The five lakes are just under 3% of ice cover as of earlier this week. Historically, they're at 40% coverage this time of year. Ice climatologists point the finger squarely on the weather phenomenon known as El Nino a condition of warmer-than-usual surface sea temperatures in the Pacific Ocean that influences weather patterns over North America. That has been your look at local news here on the Talk of the North. You are all caught up, and we are going to take another quick break. But when we return, as I mentioned, we are going to talk about the Republican primary, presidential primary process. There's a lot of questions and weird things about the primary process that Karamo is now, apparently is now installed before she uh, has been forced to walk the plank. So we will get into that story coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. I'm Tom Graham. A judge in New York says Donald Trump's criminal trial will start next month, denying a request to dismiss the charges. He's accused of paying hush money to an adult film star to hide an affair. It's election interference by Biden. The former president reacting today in Trump's Georgia election subversion case. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is facing allegations of an affair with special prosecutor Nathan Wade. Both face questioning today. Fox's Steve Harrigan says Trump's lawyers argued he was hired while the two were in a relationship. Brought on a former employee of the DA's office, a self-described best friend of Fonnie Willis, to testify under oath that, yes, indeed, she saw that the two were in a relationship two years before Nathan Wade was even hired. Wade testified the relationship started after he was hired. America is listening to Fox News. America, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you don't have consumer cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Are you retired like me and you just found out you owe the IRS a ton of money? Well, what would your life be like if they took your retirement savings away from you? They can do it and your property. If you owe the IRS back taxes or you haven't filed in a while, the tax relief line is here to help you. They can stop the IRS from taking your retirement savings. If you qualify, you could have your tax bill reduced to zero. That's right. If you're retired and you owe the IRS a lot in back taxes, you could have your entire tax bill reduced to zero due. The IRS has now hired thousands of new employees, so they're ready to come after you. Don't let them take your retirement savings or property. Make this free call now. 888-789-5040. That's 888-789-5040. Triple Talk, WMKT weather forecast. Forecast for the rest of today. Snow showers continuing. Could be heavy at times. Temps falling this afternoon to around 28. Snow showers likely to continue overnight tonight. Lows near 22. Another inch of accumulation is possible. Chance of snow showers for Friday. Highs of 25. Saturday, snow 23. Sunday, chance of snow showers and a high of 30. That's your forecast on Triple Talk, WMKT. Now, back to WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, WMKT, and streaming statewide at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Our phone number again is 866-371-1270, 866-371-1270, our email address if you want to send us an email, some written word, WMKTBusiness at Gmail. Dot com is where you can do that. An article in the Detroit Free Press by Todd Spangler said it well. This was a couple of months ago, but it still holds true. Time was a voter could rely on Michigan's presidential primaries being pretty cut and dried. Both major parties, same date, pick your ballot and vote. And as Todd mentioned, it was only three years ago that we could do that. And due to, first, the Democrats and then equally Republican greediness for power, that all changed. See, this year, if you are a Republican, you have the guise of choices, when in reality it has been predecided for you. It can also then be rigged later in the game. It's like playing a game with an adult as a child. They give you loaded dice, and you don't even know it's loaded, really. And even after you roll the dice and get an answer, they can still change the results, that is the Republican primary election in 2024. First is the number and line we are from the primary, and that's not inherently anyone's fault in the state of Michigan, either state party. A little bit, I guess, for the Democrat side, but 
we can't control other states because some states have primaries before us. Others have primaries after us. I am sure there is some reason the states vote on different dates in the presidential primary as ultimately states have the authority to run their own elections as they should. But just know, especially in this two-party, uniparty system, as we see playing out exactly as usual in this election cycle, if you start with eight or so candidates in the primary and candidates aren't polling well, they don't have good results early on. Most of them drop out before they even get to Michigan. And Michigan's the number four in line. It's not like we're 27th or something like that. Number four in line and still candidates drop out like flies by the time things get to Michigan. And I don't blame the candidates. In most cases, it, it does not make sense. You know, financially, it doesn't make sense for making good use of your time. Maybe you want to do more things with your family. You're just like, this is a waste of time if I'm polling at 2%, get 2% of the vote in New Hampshire. But the candidate choice is often made by the time Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina roll around. And by the time it gets to Michigan, not a lot of people left. The voters in those states who do not have interests of Michiganders in mind are unwittingly picking and choosing who we get to vote for. So that is part one, why Republicans have only the guise of an option by the time our primary rolls around. And it's quite unfortunate. And sure, as we covered earlier this week, about eight candidates will still be on the ballot. Uh, so if we got Haley and Trump, obviously we got uh, Nikki Haley, or we got a uh, Ron DeSantis, we got Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, I think Chris Christie's still on there, uh, um, Asa Hutchinson, and maybe a few others. Um, but all but the two have dropped out, Haley and Trump. So why vote for someone who's no longer actually running? Um, I mean, I guess they only do suspend the campaign for president. They can unsuspend it in case they magically won a state or something. But when's that ever happened? Also, you only get to pick between Democrats and Republicans. You have to want to make your uh, voices heard for an independent or libertarian candidate later. You don't get to in this election. This artificially boosts Republican and Democrats who get their names talked about for weeks up to the primary and afterwards and who won, who got the most votes, and little mention of who else is running until the general. And in that case, the momentum to get your campaign going is... Um, it's too late. But why else is this supposed choice in the primary fact, not fiction? Under the new leadership from Trump's base here in the state party, they've made changes to the process that all but guarantees Trump's victory. It is a primary convention process, and it's spaced out over several days. It's not going to all happen at once. So you actually don't know who's going to win the state even after you're done voting after all the votes are tallied. At the Republican National Convention, they assemble 2,470 delegates from all of the states in the country. A candidate needs 1,236 to become the nominee. But not all of the Republicans' 55 delegates will be awarded according to that popular vote. Instead, 16 so-called at-large delegates will be awarded. By the way, at-large de delegates means... Um, they're not being doled out to the candidate according to congressional districts, which will come into play later. So any Republican candidate who gets 12.5% of the primary popular vote gets two delegates, which, with an additional delegate for each additional 6.25% of the vote they take. There is no winner-take-all, although any remaining delegates, once the votes are split up, 
go to whoever was the overall winner. So that seems fair-ish, maybe, but wait, there's more. Finally, uh, and formally, the results of the February 27th Republican primary are what the RNC calls non-binding, meaning they don't count toward anything, at least not as of February 27th. Instead, to get around this March rule, the allocation of those 16 delegates won't officially take place until after March 1st when state com- the state committee will meet. At the same time, they meet to, re- to certify the results from the part two of this process, which we're about to get to, and adopt a resolution spelling out primary allocation formula. We expect the Republicans to hold true to the election results, but you never know. But let's assume they do. But remember, 55 delegates and the primary vote when you're a Republican voter, when you vote, that's how 16 of them are selected. 16 is only 29% of the number of delegates the state of Michigan gets. How do the majority of the delegates get selected then? Republican candidates have to go through another step of the process, a state convention, which will be held on Saturday, March 2nd. The remaining 39 delegates are to be awarded according to a vote of convention participants who are also called delegates, but a little confusing. Those participants will be selected in each of the state's 13 congressional districts. Those convention participants will be selected at county GOP meetings across the state on February 15th. That's today. In essence, the nominating convention will consist of 13 separate conventions, one for each congressional district, with the presidential candidates, or perhaps their surrogates, going around and campaigning before each group takes a vote. Each three delegates gets to award each gets three delegates to award, adding up to 39 in all. If a candidate gets a majority of the congressional district participants' votes, he or she gets all three delegates. If no one gets a majority, then the candidate with the highest tally gets two, and whoever comes in next gets one. Ugh, are you confused enough now? Now, in fairness, part of this was necessary to get around RNC rules to make sure Michigan does not lose 12 delegates, which is the reason why that this, you know, is more complicated to get into. We don't need to worry about why they lose 12, um, not needed for, for this show. But the folks who created these rules, Christina Caramo and, and top officials, they're Trump loyalists. And, and as are many of the members in the county parties, and ironically, Trump supporters have kind of become the establishments in the original sense of the word establishment. And either on purpose or incidentally, the party leaders who support one candidate are going to be responsible for nominating like 71% of the delegates in the primary election. So in the primary, where you go to vote, if you are Republican, all 16 could go to Haley or DeSantis or Vivek for better or worse. But it wouldn't matter because a supermajority of the candidates would go to Trump anyways. Now, understanding that we are a representative republic, constitutional republic, whatever you like to call it, not a direct democracy, but this is a little bit of a republic on steroids. Not voting for representatives who then go directly make laws or other decisions, but electing folks, you know, at the county level who then go to to delegate even further. It's delegating to delegates who vote for more delegates. A lot of layers, and perhaps too many layers, between the voters and the decisions. 
We'll see this in action for the first time this year and see if it's a process that Republicans want to stick with long term. It could change. As we mentioned in the local news segment, one of the creators of this new system, Christina Caramo, seems to be out as the chair of the party. Pete Hoekstra, who is another Trump fan, he'll take over, but he seems a little bit more interested in uh, kind of polishing up the systems than Karama was. So he might take a look at this for the next election in 2028. He's like, ah, maybe I don't like this at all. And I'm, you know, like just going to get rid of it because it was Karamo's and I don't like her. Or he really, really likes it and he's just going to keep it there. Or maybe he's kind of a, a balanced opinion. Let's just see how this goes. If it works, we might keep it. If it doesn't work, yeah, we need to come up with a better process. So I, we could see this going either way. I'm sure we'll reach out and speak to him before that happens. But what what we presented you just now is what will be happening in 2024. A couple of other interesting tidbits about the election, about the Republican primary, although not so much caused by Republicans, at least at the state GOP level. And this makes Trump a happy man. Over 50 Michigan legislators have endorsed Trump. A email from Trump's campaign on Valentine's Day stated, I can just imagine, the legislatures love me. Ahead of the February 27th GOP presidential primary election, more than 50 leaders in the Michigan legislature have officially endorsed Donald J. Trump for president. The list includes 12 out of the 18 Republican senators and 39 out of the 54 Republican representatives. Who's endorsed Trump? Well, locally, because that's really all we care about, state senators Michelle Hoytinga and John Bumstead. State House members include Ken Borton, Cam Cavett, Joseph Fox, and Neil Frisky. So pretty much all of the state House members, except for obviously uh, Betsy Kofia of the 103rd, but she's not endorsing him for obvious reasons. The most recent poll of 666 likely Republican primary voters conducted by Morning Consult January 23rd to February 4th showed Trump with support from 79% compared to 19% than uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. All general election polls between Trump and President Biden conducted in Michigan since November also give Trump the advantage, with the exception of one poll by Target Insight. The most recent Bloomberg poll conducted by Morning Consult puts Trump up 5% on Biden, 47 to 42. So yes, even outside of how the primary election is held, I think a lot of good news for Trump. I don't put a lot of stock in polls, but there's a couple of things. Having one, having the back of many legislators is a good sign. Most of the state senators, most of the state representatives. So that's a good sign for him. Very, very good. The, um, he's obviously going to beat Nikki Haley in Michigan. Like, you know, I don't trust polls, but 79% to 19%, like that is an insurmountable amount, even if you don't believe polls 100% like I do. Uh, and then... The only thing that I kind of found interesting, and we've seen this before, there was, there was similar-ish numbers in the last election cycle, uh, and these closer polls, especially in, in general elections, I'm even more skeptical of, but uh, 47% to 42%, I mean, that's just not, that's just not good. Um, I know there's several months up to the election, but just not good when a candidate can't get over the 50% hump, you know, um, in the primary, because it just shows you that even the just the tiny amount of people, just a very very small amount of folks who um who are going to vote for third party candidates, so the people who are very few candidates that are left outside of Trump and Biden, um, 
they're still pulling numbers to make someone not reach over 50% Trump or Biden. Um, it, it just shows that even in a a rigged against third party election, people are just like, I don't care for either of these people. They can't get over 50% of the vote individually. And that's something that we're probably going to end up seeing in the general election. It's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty sad, honestly. Uh, and the final topic, though, that I'd like to bring up on this whole primary thing, uh, some groups who are anti-Trump are encouraging Democrats to get involved in the South Carolina and Michigan primaries. This is due to both states not having people register with a party. You're not a registered Republican, a registered Democrat, or a registered Libertarian, or a registered Green Party. You can vote however you want to vote in the primaries. Which, by the way, is a good thing. Tough beans. Democrats get involved in the primary. You know, womp womp. Uh, Democrats feel comfortable with doing this because Biden is light years ahead of his two competitors in the race. He could lose like 75% of his support in the primary now that RFK Jr. was thrown out. By the way, the, the reason why the RFK Jr. was thrown out, probably a lot so that Democrats could go switch over in the primary. 100%. And also so he didn't have to debate RFK Jr. because RFK Jr. would run literal circles around him during the debate while he just fell over. Um, so now a bunch of Democratic voters can vote in the Republican primary. But just remember, there's two things that, so yes, they're, they're likely going to be doing that. People, independents that don't like Trump or Democrats who don't like Trump, they're going to vote in the Republican primary. It's going to happen. But just remember two things. One, the voters only get 16% of the delegates in the Republican nomination, so it would have very little impact. Um, and then secondarily, Trump's up 60% on Haley in the Republican primary, according to polls. So there's not going to be enough Democrats that switch over to, I mean, they wouldn't, they would basically need 75% of those Democrats to switch over to vote for Haley in order for it to make a difference in the primary, which is just not going to happen. At most, they're going to get like 20% and it's, it's still going to be a blowout victory for Trump. So, but it is still kind of interesting that they're doing this. This is from the Detroit News. One anti-Trump uh, anti effort is Primary Pivot, a national super political action committee that has been targeting potential crossover voters in states with open primaries, including Michigan. Our purpose is to get voters across the political spectrum to vote against Donald Trump in the Republican primary because we view him as a unique threat to our democracy, said Robert Schwartz, a co-founder of Primary Pivot. We're going to get to here in a second, so pay close attention. Because remember, Trump's not going to lose South Carolina. Trump's not going to lose Michigan, because people switched over from the Democrats to the Republican primary. It's just not going to happen. But that's actually not their goal. And they're going to tell you what their goal is here in a second, um, because this is actually where their impact could be had. So, quote, we view Michigan as extremely important, not only for the primary, but to mobilize independents to support democracy in the general election, Swartz uh, said in an interview. Primary pivots, primary objective is to keep Haley in the Republican presidential race beyond South Carolina and Michigan, Schwartz said, improving her chances to make inroads in later in states on the presidential primary calendar. So basically, they just want to drag a corpse further than, you know, it actually is supposed to go. They're just trying to bleed this thing out as far, and maybe they can, you know, resuscitate it later down the line. Michigan's going for Trump, and South Carolina's going for Trump. But if they can be like, all right, Nikki, you know, she's looking, she's like, I got blown out by 60 points. I'm done. There's no hope. But hey, I only got blown out by like 35 or 40. Maybe there's a chance for me to make a move in, I don't know, Idaho or 
Arizona or California or Vermont, you know, or just name a state that hasn't had a Republican primary yet because there's a lot of them. And so they want to keep dragging this thing out as long as possible. Maybe, and maybe it's also because they want Trump to get arrested, you know, get, not get arrested. He's already been done that, but uh, actually get convicted on a crime. They, so they have Haley's like, all right, I'm here up next. And maybe she's actually would have the, uh, the route to victory over even someone who might resurrect their campaign like DeSantis or Vivek. So I think that is part of the reasoning why they want to do that. One, like they said, because they want to um, keep dragging this thing on long and long and longer to um, maybe there's some states who are more willing to vote for Haley than South Carolina and Iowa and New Hampshire and Michigan. And also maybe they're just waiting Trump out to see if he gets actually convicted on any charges and gets tossed into jail. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated for sure. But we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we are going to get into WMKT's Market Watch coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. At Brown Motors of Petoskey, they understand that life doesn't stop for car maintenance. That's why they're revolutionizing the way you service your vehicle. As a certified maintenance and repair facility for Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, Brown Motors offers more than just expert care for your vehicle. They offer convenience. Imagine this. You're busy at work or maybe you're at home taking care of the kids. You know your car needs servicing, but who has the time? With Brown Motors, you don't have to worry. Introducing Brown Motors' exclusive pickup and delivery service. Just schedule your appointment and they do the rest. They'll pick up your vehicle, drive it to their state-of-the-art service center, and return it to you ready to go. Giving your vehicle the best possible care while you continue on with your day uninterrupted. Don't let vehicle maintenance slow you down. Call or visit brownmotors.com to schedule your pickup and delivery service today. Brown Motors of Petoskey, where your time matters just as much as your vehicle. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-413-8615. 800-413-8615. 800-413-8615. That's 800-413-86. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated and it can last a lifetime. Living with a condition can sometimes be a challenge. It may take years to accept a formal diagnosis, and it's not always easy to find the right treatment plan. Did you know that up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental health condition that also requires a comprehensive approach to treatment? 
ADHD guidelines were recently updated to reflect the need to screen for associated disorders. Be sure to talk with your child's doctor about proper screening and visit moretoadhd.com for additional information. That's moretoadhd.com. This message has been brought to you in partnership with Ada, ACO, and Chad. And now, more of WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy right now on Northern Michigan's home for news and opinion, Triple Talk, WMKT. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKT thetalkstation.com it is now time for wmkt's market watch the dow jones increased 348 points today ending at 38,773 the nasdaq increased 47 points ending at 15,906 the s&p 500 also gained 29 points ending at 5,029 points Dow Inc. increased $1.59 per share. They end at $55.17 per share today. DTE Energy increased $2.44, ending at $107.77. Kellogg Company increased $1.40. They end at $55.39 per share. Learcorp increased $2.84 ending at $137.73. Not all green, though, today. There was one in the red. That is Spartan Nash Company. Spartan Nash Company, they fell $1.71 per share, ending at $20.61. That has been your WMKT Market Watch, and unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today's show. But we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this week of shows with the news you need to know, you're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM Triple Talk WMKT. Have a good night.